Hi, this is Laura Bulgreen, and today we'll be reading Matthew 9, verses 18 to 38. As Jesus was saying this, the leader of a synagogue came and knelt before him. My daughter has just died, he said, but you can bring her back to life again if you just come and lay your hand on her. So Jesus and his disciples got up and went with him. Just then, a woman who had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding came up behind him. She touched the fringe of his robe, for she thought, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Jesus turned around, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be encouraged. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was healed at that moment. When Jesus arrived at the official's home, he saw the noisy crowd and heard the funeral music. Get out, he told them. The girl isn't dead. She's only asleep. But the crowd laughed at him. After the crowd was put outside, however, Jesus went in and took the girl by the hand and she stood up. The report of this miracle swept throughout the entire countryside. After Jesus left the girl's home, two blind men followed along behind him, shouting, Son of David, have mercy on us. They went right into the house where he was staying, and Jesus asked them, Do you believe I can make you see? Yes, Lord, they told him, we do. Then he touched their eyes and said, Because of your faith, it will happen. Then their eyes were opened and they could see. Jesus sternly warned them, Don't tell anyone about this. But instead, they went out and spread his fame all over the region. When they left, a demon-possessed man who couldn't speak was brought to Jesus. So Jesus cast out the demon, and then the man began to speak. The crowds were amazed. Nothing like this has ever happened in Israel, they exclaimed. But the Pharisees said, he can cast out demons because he is empowered by the prince of demons. Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages of that area, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. He said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his fields. I remember one afternoon, right before I graduated college, when I was sitting with a friend down by a river that we used to love walking to. And we were feeling some of that angst of transitioning into a new season in all of its exciting, uncomfortable weirdness. I had these big plans coming up for the summer, but after that, I really had very little idea of what I would be stepping into. And after spending time at a school which had pumped us so full of big dreams and ambitions about changing the world, we were both suddenly feeling very small. And in this state of pondering what our next moves would be, what was coming next for us and, and what potential impact would or would not come from our lives, I can remember my friend as he picked up a stick and just began to hit the surface of the water over and over and over. And as he watched the ripples that spread out from the point of impact, he asked me, does it ever bother you that no matter how hard you hit the water, you'll never create a ripple big enough to reach the other side. And there, at the height of my optimism, I laughed him off and said something cheerful, like, well, at least it does something. <laughs> but a few days after that conversation, I was sitting in a little prayer chapel on our college campus. I was overlooking a small pond, and, and though I had brushed his comment off, I was still thinking about that idea of never being able to make a ripple that would cover the water 
or in other words, never being able to make an impact that felt big enough. It bothered me, but I was trying to push the thoughts away because I knew if I started to think about that too much, if I started to think about all the ways my life and the impact I could have on the world would be limited, then I might get too overwhelmed and I might feel paralyzed and end up just not wanting to do anything at all. But just as I was thinking about that, I remember it started to rain. And I watched completely mesmerized as these teeny tiny droplets of water caused ripples to dance all around the pond, just completely disrupting the entire surface of the water. And in that moment, I thought maybe the problem isn't that I can't make a big enough splash. Maybe it's not that I can't make a big enough ripple, but maybe there just aren't enough ripples. That memory comes to mind as I read this portion of scripture. Because here we see Jesus traveling from place to place, healing people, setting people free, raising people from the dead, performing all kinds of incredible, powerful miracles. And then eventually he comes to a place where he's overlooking the crowds and his heart breaks. And I wonder if he was thinking what my friend said by the side of the river. No matter how many people I touch, no matter how many people I heal, no matter how big of a ripple my life here on earth makes, I'm still just one person and it will never be enough. So he turns to his friends and asks them to pray. He says, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Pray for more workers. Pray that others would join in this work of proclaiming the kingdom of God. Pray that others would join in the work of showing the love of God to other people. Pray that others would join in the work of healing, serving, listening, loving. Because apparently even Jesus, who was both fully God and fully man, knew that he couldn't make a big enough impact on his own. He knew it was going to take all of us. I think sometimes we can stop ourselves from doing something that would let us participate with God and impacting the world around us just because it feels too small. It feels like it won't do enough or that it won't have a powerful enough impact. So it's not worth doing. It's not worth trying. But if every single one of us were committed to consistently doing those small things, I think that together, like the raindrops on the water, we could change the world. So is there something small that you could do this week to be a part of the harvest with Jesus? Is there something small that you could do this week to actively impact the people around you, to love or serve or bless someone you know? What do you sense God might be inviting you to do? God, I pray for each of us that you would give us something practical, something tangible, something specific that would come to mind, whether it feels big or small to us. And I pray that we would all be faithful to do those things in the days ahead. Um, I pray that you would free us from the discouragement or the paralysis that can come from feeling like no matter what we do, it's not enough or won't make a big enough impact. And instead, would you help us to see a bigger picture, see that together, doing these small acts of love and these small acts of service, that it really will add up and that together we can change the world. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen.